Hey everybody, Happy New Year and welcome to 2021. Last year was a hell of a year, wasn't it? Well, hey, I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor of the Modern Cowboy Podcast for 2021, National Roper Supply. NRS has been providing quality Western wear and horse tack since 1989, and they are proud to be the number one Western store in the USA. From Western fashion, hats, boots, jeans, and shirts, to saddles, tack, essential horse and livestock supplies, NRS carries the products you need at prices you can afford. NRS is the one-stop shop for all things Western. And now, I am thrilled to announce that NRS will be adding our new line of modern cowboy brand apparel, including caps, t-shirts, and hoodies to the NRS stores, catalog, and website. For our listeners, we have a special discount just for you. Receive 5% off on all products at www.nrsworld.com and that's all products by using code modern cowboy at checkout again that's code modern cowboy hey also be sure and check out the modern cowboy brand nrs link in our instagram bio to see my favorite pics of the latest western fashion in cowboy gear and remember use the code modern cowboy at checkout for your discount i want to sincerely thank all of you who have supported the Modern Cowboy brand and are a part of our community since we launched in 2018. To all of our amazing guests who have shared their stories on the show, our loyal podcast listeners and customers, the Modern Cowboy brand is for you. From the punchiest West Texas cowboy, weekend warrior roper and boot scooters, to the guy or gal in the city just getting their first pair of boots, and to everyone around the globe that loves the iconic representation of the cowboy, Modern Cowboy is the brand for the cowboy in all of us. Here's to wishing you health and happiness in 2021, and may God bless you. Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand, and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. Guitar and 
Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Uh, I haven't been listening back to all my podcasts because, I, obviously, I record them. But I've had this issue with listening to myself talk. And this episode, I'm really going to try to slow down. That's going to be one of my things for uh, 2021 because I'm normally wound tighter than an eight-day clock. So that being said, I had listened partially to my last episode that I did with uh, Sheriff Lamb here in Arizona. And at the beginning, it just sounds like I've had way too much caffeine. So I'm slowing down on purpose just to uh, to work on that. But anyway, <clears throat> I'm really excited to have our, our guest on today, Hannah Thames. She has a company, a uh, actually a nonprofit, a 501c3 called Dare to be Cowboy. And so anyway, we're going to talk to her and find out... Uh, how she got started and what her company's all about. So Hannah, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I've been wanting to be on this podcast for a while. It's an awesome, awesome podcast for our industry. So thank you for having me. Yeah, well, thank you. And uh, wh where are you at right now? I'm in Minden, Nevada. So Northern Nevada, kind of by Tahoe area. Yeah, I know the area very well. My, my I have family that live there. For a while, we actually, uh, one of my wife's friends was just over recently, and she's from that area and uh, has friends up there still. Uh, we actually almost moved to, uh, well, up by, above Reno, up by the Palomino Valley. We were kind of looking at moving out there. Uh, my wife had uh, quite a few properties over in the uh, whole Fernley area. So we're really familiar with with Nevada, and, and it's a very, very nice place. So very cool. Oh, yeah. I love it here. I mean, there's a lot of opportunity, I think, for Cowboys. Definitely not as much as Arizona or Texas or in the South or whatever, but it's really cool because there are a lot of Cowboys around here. And so, you know, even with there to be a Cowboy and all of that, it's been the support, just the local support has been uh, intense. It's been awesome. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I love it here. Yeah, and there's a, a lot of, uh, well, just, I mean, you, you talk about like Winnemucca and Elko, uh, you know, all those real buckaroo areas. Mm -hmm. And there's some Capriolas, which is up there, which is a Western supply and saddle maker and stuff that's, they've been around forever. So it's, uh, and we've spent a lot of time up there and have been through there a lot. My wife was raised up in Eastern Oregon. So we'd go through that way on the way up there to visit her family. But uh Anyway, very cool. So, yeah. so hey, just tell us how, how you got started with uh, with your company and, and what you guys are all about. Yeah, so I started it in 2014. I was 16 years old. And just as a little backstory, I'm a first-generation cowgirl. So I didn't really have, um, I'd say, quite an easy time getting into the rodeo world or even the horse industry in general. But when I was 13, I wanted to get into barrel racing and wanted to get into all of that. And like I said, it was kind of hard for me to just find a good coach, you know, or a good horse to ride that was going to teach me and just the very basic things that a cowgirl or a cowboy going into the industry really needs. And so when I was 16, we kind of had that stuff figured out a little bit because I had really good parents. And but I had a friend that really wanted to high school rodeo with me and wanted to get into goat tying and everything because that was the event we sort of had control over, you know, as people that don't really have the money. <laughs> so she, I saw her practice goat tying for a really long time. And um, I think we were getting into our sophomore or junior year into high school rodeo. And she let me know that she wasn't going to be able to do it because she didn't have the financial means for it. And it was just, um, 
it kind of put a lot of things into perspective for me because she was out there in the practice pen with me coming over to my house every day practicing with me and I could see how much she wanted it and so I could see how much it was uh it was really difficult for her to not be able to rodeo and so I would say that I definitely have like a little entrepreneur mindset since I was like a little girl so that's always been something that I always just revert to I'm like oh what can I do to fix this you know so I was 16 and I honestly believe it was God because I was just sitting at the dinner table and I had the name, I had the mission, I had the logo, everything within like 15 minutes. And I went on to Facebook, made a Facebook page and it blew up that night. And ever since then, it's just taken its own path and it's like its own little human being. But uh, yeah, that's kind of how it started. It's just from my friend. And then I could just see how many, you know, again, even just being a first generation cowgirl myself, I can see how many people actually genuinely struggle to not only get into the industry, um, but to stay in the industry. And so that's what Dare to Be a Cowboy is for, is to help the kids that are really struggling either financially or with the resources to get into the rodeo world. Yeah. So did you uh, form a nonprofit right away or was that something that came later? Oh, well, I, uh, again, I was 16, so I didn't know too much about anything. And so I recruited a bunch of my parents' friends and they had run businesses and everything like that. And so I had people helping me as far as what that legally looks like, right. which, you know, I'm like a creative. So that was all a whole new world for me. Um, but so, yeah, we ended up creating it into a 501c3. It's a full nonprofit. So even when people donate to uh, the organization, they can get tax deductions and all of that as well. Very cool. So now you obviously are the uh, CEO of the company. And so do, are you able to make an income from this or do you work outside of this company also? Well, actually, when I first started it, it was my goal to never work for it because I just wanted it to really be like a passion project to help other people. And when I got older, I started to realize that, you know, you can't give 100% to something right. and make it as big as you want it to, obviously, if you don't make an income from it. I still to this day have not made an income from it. Right. I actually sell barrel racing planners and um, other things like that on the side. And I actually, up until a couple of weeks ago, had a full-time job. So um, that was kind of just like my way of income. I would love to build into that. And I would love Dare to be a Cowboy to become just, you know, my everyday life. Um, but right now that's, you know, I'm just really just trying to help out. 2020 was really just trying to help out everybody that was dealing with everything that had to do with COVID. Right. And, um, so when I first started it, I had it running for about three years and then we stopped it for a little bit so that I could go through school and kind of put that as a priority. And then I relaunched it in the beginning of 2020 when all this COVID stuff started. Okay. So, yep. So, um, we, I, I was really just my big goal this year to get, you know, we got quarantine care boxes out to little kids and everything like that. And then, um, it, again, it just has taken off. And so I'm going to just take it as far as I can. Yeah. So now, so you just finished school last year. Is that what you're saying? Well, actually I'm still going through it. Oh. <laughs> I'm still doing school, but, um, it's not as difficult for me anymore. Uh, I, the beginning classes and everything like that, taking five at a time was a lot. And I was going to a university. Now I'm doing online school and I'm back at home. So it's a lot more stable of a life here. <laughs> right. And what's your major? Uh, business management and administration. Okay. And were you going to uh, Reno, university there in Reno? Actually, I went to Sam Houston in Huntsville, Texas for a little bit because I wanted to rodeo. 
Um, and that was kind of just a little passion independence plan for, you know, a young girl. But I realized that there is absolutely nothing that compares to here at home right. and having my family here. It's a lot, again, a lot more stable here. Right. So, um, yeah, so I moved back home so I can finish everything up here just at the community college that's right here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll just see where it goes from here as far as school goes. Yeah. How much longer do you have till you till you finish your degree or graduate? Actually, just one semester, it looks like. So <laughs> we're looking pretty good. Yeah, well, that's exciting. Cool. And then mm-hmm. and then your objective or your, your plan is to, once you get out of school, just try to continue to grow Dare to Be a Cowboy and, and make that your full-time uh, occupation? Yeah, yeah. So I have uh, Dare to Be a Cowboy. And then, like I said, I have the Barrel Racing Planners, which was kind of just a hobby that started, you know, but it's turned into kind of a little job in itself as well. And then I actually do lessons and stuff like that. I barrel race, I do lessons and that all that sort of thing. And so it's actually kind of nice because I uh, don't have the full-time job anymore. So I have like all this freedom of time. Right. I'm not quite sure what to do with, but there is so much going on. And so I'm really excited to be able to, you know, wake up every day and pursue my actual, you know, passions in life. Right. So, so tell tell us about the the barrel racer planners. What are those? Oh, actually, I started those like I said as a little hobby just uh-huh. a few years ago because when I was in high school rodeo, I was a go tire and I I roped and stuff like that. I didn't have the money for anything, you know, as far as a barrel horse goes. But um, I actually you know, got this project horse and I ended up with all of this. There to be a cowboy and a barrel racing planners and everything. It's come down to, I think, just the fact that there's a very big lack of resources in the rodeo industry. You know, like for a girl like me who's just looking for a barrel racing planner, when I was looking online, there's just nothing out there. There's nothing out there that's, you know, just a cute little planner that in any mainstream target, you know, you just walk into and there's whatever you can find, whatever you want, you can get. And so with the barrel racing planners, it kind of started because of that too. I just wanted to have a tool for myself. And um, so I, it's evolved into this huge thing. It's been two years, I believe. And so I just released my newest version um, on Black Friday and we sold out in like five hours or something crazy like that. And um, it's just turned into this big community of barrel racers and you know, my thing is I kind of just want to change the direction of the barrel racing community in general because I feel like it gets a really bad rap. And I, me going into the barrel racing jackpot industry, I never really had that issue. I mean, everybody has mean people in their world, but right. there's a lot of really nice barrel racers out there that they just want to help each other out. And so with all of it, it was just kind of my vision to start a, a better community within the barrel racing industry where we're all helping each other out because we all do have the same goal and the same like intentions when it comes down to it. Right. So, um, yeah. So like I said, a little hobby that's turned into a little business, but, um, it's really fun. Who, who knew that I'd be making barrel racing planners, <laughs> so, <laughs> but it's fun. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm just not, I mean, I, I get kind of get what you're saying, but I don't know exactly what that is. The planner. I mean, w- oh, explain that oh, to me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. So, um, Well, it originally started because I wanted a way to track my races. I wanted a way to be able to like track what my goal was for the race and then what the time was for the race, what the ground looked like, you know, what, if it was a standard pattern or whatever, so I could look back and like obviously progress on that. So each planner has a race evaluation section where they can, 
you know, um, at every single race, before each race, they write down what their goal is, what their affirmation is, what their focus is. And then after every race, they write, oh, and also their expenses. And then after every race, they write down if they won any money, what they placed, what their time was, what their strengths were, what their weaknesses were. And so that that's a whole section in itself in the planner. Um, but it also has like horse health and maintenance records. So you can check, you know, you can keep track of that all right. year. It also has a packing list so that you can have, you know, a full list. Cause I freak out before races because I feel like I'm forgetting everything. <laughs> right. So it has a whole list for a one day race and a two day race. So, um, it's got a goal section, it's got an actual planner section. So, and it's blank because, you know, all of our seasons don't look the same. So we have 12 blank monthly calendars and weekly calendars. And so, it's a fully functioning planner. And actually what I've learned from the people that have bought it is you don't even have to be a barrel racer to use it. Like it's good for anybody that just has horses. There's only one section, the race evaluation section that I was talking about that is for barrel racers, but there's even a riding journal in it too, where, you know, for me, cause I have training horses and they're not going to races or anything like that. And so the riding journal is kind of like the race evaluations where you're just making your goals and you're just checking your progress seeing how your horse did that day and just putting it in writing so that you can track your progress throughout the year. Very, so, yeah. Very cool. I mean, I, I, when you said planner, you. I, I thought, I thought that she's, did she say planner? And, and so it is an <laughs> yeah. actual planner, which 100%. sounds very, very cool to me. I mean, and seems like a lot of thought went into it as well. Uh, and I like when you threw in there too, um, and track your expenses. Uh, cause that's very, mm -hmm. that's very important. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say they skip over that section, but <laughs> if you want to use it and you want to get gritty, it's there for you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, <clears throat> so now you have these printed. Is that what you do? And 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 how do they come? Are they are they bound, or do they have different covers, or do they fit in a certain you know like planner cover or something? Or yeah, so actually that's kind of how it started. Is um, uh, the inside was a lot smaller than the one I have now because it didn't have the weekly parts and like a lot of the sections like the horse health and maintenance. I've added that throughout the years. Thing it said something. Oh, it said enjoy the journey because it kind of just reflected 2019 and how I was really trying to enjoy the journey rather than the destination. Right. Um, and that's you know the whole point of a planner really. So um, over throughout the two years, I think we've changed the cover three times. So we're on our third cover. And this is like the one planner that I've added a lot to. So I added the weekly parts to it. I added the horse health and maintenance records. I added the writing journals. And all of it was just from surveys from previous customers mm -hmm. that, you know, were letting me know what more they want in their planner. Gotcha. So, um, yeah, it has been the covers. Now I think I'm going to be more consistent with what's on the inside because I feel really good about what is there i don't feel like we really need to add or adjust anything mm -hmm. so now i think i'm just going to come out with more um cover styles and yeah it comes to you bounded it's just a spiral bounding with um just a thick laminate cover if that makes sense yeah but um yeah so it's uh, just a little book this these ones are a lot bigger now but so now in 2021 i think i'm just going to come out with covers that fit everybody's style for the most part gotcha and so you have a website and, and they, they can be purchased on your website? Yes. Yeah, so the Barrel Racing Planners website is barrelracingplanners.com. And then we also have an Instagram too, Barrel Racing Planners. Okay. So that's completely separate than Dare to Be a Cowboy. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> totally different. Totally different. Uh -huh. Okay. Two different entities. <laughs> okay. So in, is the name of the company uh, Barrel Racing Planners? Is that is that what it is? Or Yep. <laughs> yep. Barrel Racing Planners. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Good job. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. 
So now you said you got some training horses. Are you, are you, so you didn't start in rodeo until you were, did you say 16? 13. 13. But yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so are, are you, you said you got some training horses. Are you actually training barrel horses now too, or, or just, are they um, young horses that you're working on for yourself or? Yeah. I mean, this year I was trying to focus a lot on what my priorities are because we have a lot going on around here. Right. Um, so I, Again, I don't come from a family that, you know, we have a lot of even resources to find good horses necessarily. And so uh, for somebody like me, it's a little bit easier to get a younger horse and have to pattern them and kind of put your own time on them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have I have one barrel horse that's finished and then I have one that's actually a little bit older, but I'm finishing her in the barrels. So that's just like the one that's, I guess, quote unquote, in training. Right. Um, and then I just have one other horse that I do. I use for kids for lessons as well. Okay. And oh, you do lessons yeah. as well. Yes, I do. <laughs> are, are those specifically yeah. for barrel racing or do you do, you know, introducing kids just how to ride, you know, basic horsemanship? Um, a little bit of both. Actually, I have some rodeo kids <clears throat> and they have, you know, their own horses and everything like that. Uh, and then what's been really cool is I've never had a kid's horse before, really. I had one, you know, as of a few years ago, but he passed away. And so we just got a new horse that I put a little bit of time into. And she is now our kid's horse, which it's really awesome to be able to see her be like just so many kids uh, first rides, you know, and she and just like how excited they get to ride her, you know, right. and that all I mean, honestly, all of this just about the passion for rodeo and everything like that really applies to dare to be a cowboy a lot. And like, even with the lessons, I do a lot of free local lessons for kids too, like on the horse that I have. Um, and it's just really cool because I love seeing kids getting excited about horses. And it makes me feel like how I did when I first started riding horses. And uh, it's just an awesome passion project in itself. Yeah, that's very cool. Very mm-hmm. cool. So now, how um, ha- have you been able to compete in, in many barrel races this year? Is uh, the COVID deal kind of put the kibosh on that? Mm, 2020 kind of hit me, that's for sure. <laughs> hit me pretty hard. But uh, yeah, so my uh, my barrel horse, actual barrel horse got hurt. So I think, honestly, the barrel races around here weren't too bad as far as cancellations go there were i mean a few but you could definitely still go every weekend it's not like in texas or i don't know if arizona or anything like that is like that but you know where you have them every single day around here you really only got one barrel race maybe every weekend if you're lucky um so it kind of stayed pretty consistent throughout 2020 as far as that goes but my horse did get hurt. So it was kind of cool though, because like I said, I did launch dare to be a cowboy, like relaunch it again in the beginning of last year. So it was nice because I was able to really sit down and focus on what my intentions are with the organization and what my vision is with it. Um, I feel like everything happens for a reason. So I just was going with the flow and uh, just kind of put barrel racing on the back burner for last year. So I could focus on dare to be a cowboy. Yeah. And so if someone, uh, you, you, now what's your website for dare to be a cowboy? It's dtbac.com and the Instagram is dare to be a cowboy. So, okay. And so if someone wants to, uh, you know, help out or donate or contribute is all that information on your website. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we actually have a volunteer application on, um, dtbac.com. And that's something that I'm really going to focus on in 2021 is how mm-hmm. I can, 
utilize the people that have turned in an application and that want to help because there's a lot of people you know around the country that just want to be coaches or something like that that are willing mm -hmm. to do you know free lessons or whatever that looks like and even as far as that goes i don't want to have coaches that are just giving free lessons like i want through dare to be a cowboy to be able to pay these people you know right. to help as far as that goes but Anyway, so in 2021, I really want to be able to focus on the people that have turned in the applications and figure out what their strengths are so that we can expand, you know, throughout the country, obviously. We have had a lot of people, well, a few people already that I've sent, uh, sent some hats and stuff to, and mm -hmm. they've just done full-blown photo shoots. And it's really cool because, you know, she turned in her application and she was a photographer. So I was right. like, okay, well, you know, how could we utilize your strengths for there to be a cowboy like you want to or whatever and so we ended up just coming up with a plan about you know a photo shoot and all of that and anyway so as far as the volunteers go yes if you want to help with the organization turn in an application on the website and then basically right. i'm just going to be calling you and talking to you about what your strengths are and what your passions are and what you know you really like to do and how we can fit that with there to be a cowboy and then as far as donating goes we also have um uh, like a storage unit basically that has a mm -hmm. bunch of tack in it like old tack and stuff that people just don't need anymore um and that helps a lot because when we have a kid come in they come in with a nomination application typically so they you know somebody or they put in an application for themselves or somebody puts in an application nominates them and lets us know what they need and a lot of the times it's just little things like i really need a saddle because you know i i can't necessarily afford that or you know, I really need a coach or whatever their needs are. And then from there, we go on matching and how we can help them. And so if you do have old tack or anything like that, that you don't use, that you can donate, we'll pay for your shipping and everything like that. It's just nice to have in our storage unit so that again, if there is an application that comes in and a kid, you know, really needs a saddle, that's the specific size, we might have it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Um, so with the, uh, the, uh, barrel racing planners, I, we were talking before we started recording and you mentioned that you had a podcast. Yes, I do. I have my own personal podcast. It's called the unbridled podcast. And, um, that was kind of a passion project in itself as well. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think as I'm growing up, I really want to help young cowgirls like me navigate life as well, because mm -hmm. it is really hard. And it's hard when we're growing up in a world that is mixed with Billie Eilish and George Strait, you know, and, you know, young cowgirls like me like both of those things. And that should be totally right. fine. And so I think like with that podcast, my idea was really just to talk about my own personal struggles as a young cowgirl. And even as a cowgirl that didn't grow up in the industry. So I don't necessarily feel like some people consider me, you know, respectable uh, cowgirl in a way. I don't know. There's just a lot of like things like that in the rodeo world that I feel like prevent a lot of people from getting into it or getting into themselves, like really feeling themselves. And so that podcast was just to talk about, again, my struggles and like the things that I'm learning throughout my rodeo career and all of that. So that young girls like me, can kind of just feel like somebody's relating to them in a way, you know, and that right. it's all okay. And we're all just trying to figure out this thing called life and that's totally fine. So yeah, that's well, called unbridled. 
Yeah, unbridled. As a matter of fact, I, 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 I didn't know you had that you had a podcast, but I just looked it up on uh, on iTunes here, and uh, you're on what episode thirty one. So you've been doing it a little while. Yeah, I actually started that this year, and it was one of those oh. things that I, uh, I, I think I started in January. But um, it was uh-huh. one of those things that as the holidays came. You know, I, I did a Dare to be a Cowboy Angel Tree and launched the Barrel Racing Planners on Black Friday of a new version of them. And so I told everybody on my podcast that I'm probably not going to be here during the holidays because uh, it's getting busy. So, but um, yeah, right. I started it this year and it, it's really fun. It's honestly kind of therapeutic to just sit in front of a microphone and talk for days and just talk about your issues in life. <laughs> <laughs> so I really enjoy that. And actually this next year I'm partnering with um, there's a girl on Instagram called Old Soul Designs, and she does the graphics for a lot of really big country artists and stuff like that. And then there's mm-hmm. another girl called Wayward. Um, her name is Katie, but she, us three basically are going to be starting a podcast called Call Me Cowboy. And it's going to be the same idea where we're just talking about, um, you know, my thing is like, uh, right, just to go off on a tangent really quick, is that this girl, Rachel, she is, like I said, a really big country or a really big designer, graphic designer for a lot of big country music artists. And she still struggles to get the respect of being a quote unquote cowgirl or even somebody that gives to our industry. And Mm -hmm. I just don't understand that. Like I, like this girl has literally worked with such big people and it's made such a big impact on our industry. And so this whole podcast is going to be a whole thing about you know, the people that, and not that the top 15, you know, it's just like the top 15 gets so much recognition and there's just so much, so many more people like you and like me in the industry that are making a really big impact on it that don't necessarily get the spotlight because they're not, you know, like professional cowboys. And so this podcast is going to be called Call Me Cowboy because (laughs) that is basically just going to be like the mission of it. We're going to get people that don't necessarily get the respect of getting called a cowboy, but should, you know? Right. Well, yeah, it's interesting because, uh, you know, when I got into team roping and if you've listened to my podcast, you may have heard, I've talked about it before, how it was a little little tough at first, just trying to get into that, especially when I did back in the eighties, you know, uh, to just kind of get into that. Well, let's just say, get accepted into the, into the, into the group, you know, it's kind of, kind of tight, you know, and, and I, and I've had other guys on the podcast. I've had, uh, you know, other top rodeo guys on here that have said even the same thing, you know, because it's, it's kind of clickish to a certain degree. And, mm-hmm. and you have that in a lot of things, but I think, you know, doing things like you're doing and what, what I'm doing, my podcast, uh, and, and my brand is, is the same type of deal. There's not everybody is, you know, the, super punchy west texas cowboy which you know we all love and it's like you know i I always thought boy that's what i would just love to do i just love to be out there you know punching cows all day whatever but there's a guy that doesn't have the opportunity or gal to you know live on a ranch or be that they live in the city they work in the city whatever it may be but they like the western cowboy lifestyle Mm -hmm. and want to be involved in it you know Mm -hmm. so um and i just think it's important it's important for our culture and for the industry as a whole and it's important for those top 15 that that gets supported, you know. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah, and and so it's just like you've got to change. And I think the PBR has done an amazing job with what they're doing in terms of, uh, you know, uh, how they've grown the sport and grow the fan base. And, and, and so it takes people like us, uh, you know, to, I think, just help contribute to that. 
Yeah, we just need to break down the barriers, I think. You know, and that's the thing. I think growing up, I realized in high school rodeo, everybody's goal is to get a gold buckle. And I think that that's fine. But I think that that was just my goal because that was everybody else's goal. I don't necessarily think that I can be the type of person that's away from home 250 days out of the year. Like, that's just not something that I really think is realistic for me. But I think that that should be okay. You know, you you know, what's funny, it's funny you say that uh, because of, you know, my entire life, all I ever wanted to do is be a cowboy since I was little, you know, and uh, there's a whole story behind that, how I we had the opportunity at one time and moved to Oregon and. And then throughout my career in, in chiropractic and all my other entrepreneurial experiences, you know, my wife and I and my family, we've we've had little little ranches, you know, and, and I've had horses and, and I always worked to be able to, you know, go rope and have horses and do whatever. But it's, it wasn't and it's not until like this point in my life now where I've really realized in the last couple of years that I would, that wasn't God's plan for me. And mm-hmm. and I don't really think I would have been happy doing that you know, a hundred percent of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I'm, I've got too much attention deficit disorder and, and too many, too many other interests and, in, and in things that I love, but I love everything about, you know, the cowboy lifestyle. And that's why I love to have that image in my head, but it's not me. I mean, there's guys that are real cowboys that do that every day. And those guys, they're, they're the real deal, you know, and, and me, I just like to look at as, Hey, I like to think I'm that. I like to put that in my head when I'm like trying to achieve a goal or, or focus on something. I just I'm going to do it the cowboy way. But you know that's that's not my entire lifestyle. So I kind of yeah. went off on a tan- I kind of went off on a tangent there. But you 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 kind of said the same thing about you. You know, not being able to travel, not wanting to travel 250 days a year. I mean, that takes a lot of commitment, dedication, and focus. And uh, you know, and my hats off to those people. Yeah, and and that's why I really want to. Like everybody respects those guys. Everybody idolizes, Absolutely. you know, the top 15. And that is super respectable, but I don't necessarily think that those are the only, you know, obviously real cowboys in our world. And so I think that right. just like, you know, the people like you, like what you were just saying, how, you know, those are like the real cowboys, like even just the podcast that you're doing and interviewing all those people and giving a platform for those people, that is such a big impact on the rodeo industry. And, you know, right. like, it's just like, that kind of impact, I feel like, is what to me makes a cowboy or makes a cowgirl because it's the passion that you have for the industry and you're giving back to it. Um, right. So I just feel like, you know, with there to be a cowboy and all of this, it's just we're just trying to bake, break down those barriers, you know, because right. it does prevent. I mean, I even have a boyfriend that I've been dating for four years and he was a skater boy when I first started dating him. And right. he was very, very intimidated to even ride a horse because he had seen cowboys in this town they look a little cocky, you know, or whatever, right. kind of like act like that. And he's like, I don't really feel very comfortable or safe to necessarily get into this without <laughs> judgment. And right. he he realized that it's not like that, really. Like, and I tried no. to explain to him that I, that's why I love rodeo is it's such a family oriented sport. And I feel so secure, like with the people that I know. And it was really hard to explain to him that when he also saw other people that were being rude anyway so i just feel like there are a lot of really good people in rodeo and obviously with the best intentions and i just think that those things really need to be like exposed and those things need to be brought up and those people need to have the spotlight because then i think more people would be welcomed to come in and like 
not feel like they need to be some pro rodeo cowboy in order to be a cowboy, you know? Right. Exactly. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, because, you know, I've created a new, uh, I guess, slogan for, for Modern Cowboy this year, and we've got we've got a bunch of new apparel and stuff coming out, but but it just came to me that the Modern Cowboy brand is is designed for the cowboy in all of us, whatever level of cowboy you are, you know, and so, uh, and again, with the state of the world and the way things have been as well, uh, we we may we need to make sure that we maintain you know the the heritage and the history uh, of and and everything that we do uh in the cowboy world uh moving forward and, and the more people that we can bring into it to understand it maybe even though they don't have a ranch or they're not rodeoing or whatever but they just like to have hat and boots and maybe like country music uh that's going to just help you know keep our industry safe hundred <laughs> percent we the, need to be way more mainstream i think like you know exactly. even i've been talking to this a lot with other people lately is the idea of you know buckle bunnies or people that come to rodeos and everything and rodeo cowboys and cowgirls get so offended by those people and i just and you know if you really think about it if you put your ego aside and you really think about it those people are supporting our industry. They're going to boot right. bar and they're going to, you know, the vendors at the right. rodeo, buying boots, buying cowboy hats and all of that. Not only right. that, but they're buying a ticket at the rodeo, going and right. supporting our cowboys and putting money in our cowboy and cowgirls pockets. Like right. that's important. And that's, I don't think that because they dress like a cowgirl or a cowboy, that that should be offensive in any way. They're, you know, truly supporting our industry. And that's the only way we're going to be able to grow this thing. Yeah, yeah, and and you just, the key word you just said is mainstream, and you know I just had I had that young kid on, um, uh, Garen uh, Buller just recently, and I'd, I'd seen him on TikTok, and he was he was the reason I ended up reaching out to him was he was talking about that about you know people, um, you know saying that uh, you know you're not a cowboy because you're you're not wearing this hat or you're you're mm-hmm. you know what whatever, and 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 I just think that that's important for us to make sure that we do become more mainstream and more people feel like they can uh you know feel welcomed into into the industry and to to be the cowboy they want to be or cowgirl whatever that may be yeah no i agree like i said in the beginning like i like so many different types of music it's not just country music and i don't think that that should make me any less of a cowgirl you know because i like that and it, it comes down to you know absolutely everything and again not everybody can become a pro rodeo cowboy. Not everybody can have a ranch. Not everybody can have horses. But right. you know, I've seen it even within the arena rodeo. I have never seen such diehard volunteers. And what blew my mind is knowing that these people didn't have horses at home. They didn't have right. anything to do with really the Western industry at all other than that they loved it. And right. they dedicated all their time to the arena rodeo. Those are cowboys yeah. and cowgirls to me, you know, yeah. like they make such a big difference in the rodeo world through that event that yeah. they are a hundred percent to the heart cowboys and cowgirls and should yeah. be fully respected for what they do. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, um, so I know you, I know you've got to go somewhere at 10. Um, yeah, we're kind of getting to our, our end, but, um, have, have you had any other, uh, you know, big brands, uh, reach out to you have you talked with any of the big brands i mean i did one that comes to mind is is just ariat you know off the top of my head but you know for any type of support or anything like that with there to be a cowboy yeah like wanting to yeah. or, or go ahead 
we actually have worked in the past with Helomatic and okay. they are somebody that I'm going to be working with a lot more in 2021. But okay. they before actually sent us, I think like 10 or so dummies so that when we put on free clinics and stuff like that for the kids, cause we just do mm -hmm. um, the free dummy roping clinics or whatever, just one day right. things where we have a bunch of kids come and we teach them how to rope. And so, yeah, they were probably one of our biggest companies that we've ever worked with as far as that goes. The Reno Rodeo, too, has been just a, a huge, huge help with us as well in the past. They, you know, we had Arena Rodeo Day, all the pickup men, all the flag girls were wearing stickers. I talked to Bob Tallman in front of the crowd. Like, they really went hard for us, so that was really cool as well. Um, but, yeah, so we're going to definitely be reaching out to a lot of people as far as this next year goes. Definitely professional athletes, too, because we've talked to – you know, this last year we had a couple of people that are in the rodeo industry already and that, mm -hmm. you know, need schooling or whatever. We always need schooling. We always need education or whatever. So we find pro rodeo athletes that are putting on clinics and then we sponsor a spot in the clinic for, you know, somebody who turns in an application for it. So we just like put up applications and then we choose people. But that's a really right. cool thing to do, too, because then we work with the pro athletes um, to help some of these kids. And they literally get like we've had Fallon Taylor donate. Uh, a two-day spot one time who who gets a two-day clinic into Fallon Taylor you know to talk to Fallon yeah. Taylor so yeah yeah it's pretty awesome very cool hey so do you have a uh favorite uh hat brand hat. Yeah, cowboy hat cowboy hat brand um the first thing that comes to mind is rodeo kings okay yeah. Yeah. They're great hats. Mm -hmm. I've got I've got one of those myself. How about boots? You got a favorite brand of boots? Macy Beans, all the way. <laughs> all the way. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> How about uh, cowboy movies, western movies? You got a favorite? Tombstone or Lonesome Dove, probably. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And how old are you? I am. Wow, I turned twenty three two days ago. So I'm twenty three. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's funny. Wow. <laughs> That's great. Those movies, because uh, Lonesome Dove was, oh, that was that came out before, uh, before you were born. Yeah. And, and then Tombstone came out, I think ninety three. Yeah, Tombstone, I'd say, is my favorite. But um, my boyfriend is obsessed with Lonesome Dove and quotes it all the time. Yeah. So that one's in my <laughs> yeah. head. <laughs> yeah. Too funny. So, so, so hey, so let's let's uh, tell everybody again where they can find you on social media and. Um, uh, the websites and stuff. So dare to be a cowboy is dtbac.com. Uh, that's our website. And then Instagram and Facebook, you can just find us at dare to be a cowboy. Um, the barrel racing planners is barrel racing planners.com. Instagram is at barrel racing planners as well. And then as far as my personal stuff goes, it's Hannah Beth, Virginia on everything. I have a YouTube channel an Instagram, a website, all of that. It's all Hannah Beth, Virginia. And then the podcast is Unbridled. Yes, so it's the Unbridled podcast technically, but I think if you just search Unbridled on everything, you can yeah. find it. Okay, great. All right, Hannah. Well, hey, thanks so much for taking the time. Uh, really enjoyed it. Um, I'm just super impressed with uh, your level of uh, maturity and, and just everything you've done so far and, and are, are continuing to do. And I just look forward to seeing you know, how, how it develops and grows here in the future. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on this podcast. I really appreciate everything you're doing for this industry, really. Well, have a good day, and then we'll be, we'll be in touch. 
Okay, thank you. You have a good day too. legendary men sons of the desert and riders on the wind I got a restless spirit burning deep inside of me I ain't got much but I'm free I've always been one to do it my own way I'm making my living between the saddle and the stage I don't know nobody nothing Everything I got's my own Some say I'm just a band to the bone I'm a cowboy, yes I am I was born to rope and ride I'm a cowboy, that's my brain Until the day I die From the radio to the rodeo, I'm gonna do my thing. I don't compromise on nothing. What you see is what you get. I may be broken, busted, but they ain't killed me yet. I'm a cat.